everyone. We are back with another episode of Recycle Rights podcast, where we have passionate, committed, thought-provoking, inspiring leaders from industry and academia working in the fields of environment and sustainability. On today's episode of Recycle Rights podcast, we have with us Dr. Swaminathan Shivaram, an Indian polymer chemist, inventor, institution builder, and a former director of the National Chemical Lab, Pune. He has been awarded Padma Shri in 2006 for his contributions to Indian science. Dr. Shivram holds the highest number of U.S. patents by an Indian working outside the U.S. He has served as a visiting faculty at many universities in India and abroad. Dr. Shivram has been involved with the government of India and its various autonomous bodies and is a former member of the Scientific Advisory Committee to the Cabinet. He has done enormous research and been actively guiding about the role of plastic and mainly single-use plastic. And I can't wait to learn more about it. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Shivram. Thank you. Diving straight into the topic, you have said and addressed the plastic industry is at crossroads. How we think and act today will determine the future of this industry. So standing at such crossroads, which way should we take and what are our options? The only option for the plastics industry is to pursue the path of total sustainability. The industry must ask what it can do to promote responsible consumption, voluntary phase out of those materials that are difficult to collect and recycle, design of products, and work towards full circularity in this industry. Uh, sir, what do you mean by circularity? Can you elaborate that word for us? Okay. The circularity is basically creating what I call a reverse supply chain from the end of life. So the circularity is basically in the case of used plastics material is defined by a reverse supply chain. That is basically from the end of life application of the plastics back to wherever it can be reprocessed and reused and recycled. And that circularity has to be established. Right now, process starts from the manufacturer to the consumer. Now, the reverse process also has to be established. And that is what we call the circularity. Right. So, you were a part of the committee to categorize single-use plastic. Which of those uh, should be banned, chased out, retained? These were your questions. And it looks like some of the plastic is essential for us. But even then, plastic is a polluter, a mounting waste problem. In fact, Nagio asked us to choose between planet or plastic. How should we understand the seriousness of the problem? We cannot convert complex problems faced by society into simple binaries. Either or, mm-hmm. or us and them. I think this is a problem that consumer as well as the manufacturer of materials and the finished products must see each other as partners in finding solutions. Planet is important, but so is the aspiration of a good life and well-being of the citizens. Nature's resources are finite, whereas man's or the humanity's desire to consume appears to be infinite. And here lies the problem. So how do we conserve scarce natural resources while assuring the quality of life that all of us desire? The answer, in my opinion, lies in sustainable consumption, eliminating avoidable use of materials and finding more sustainable alternative existing materials. Of course, educating the society is also an important important, uh, uh, factor in trying to build this consciousness within our society. So it's like Earth has enough for every man's need, but not enough for every man's greed. That's correct. In my opinion, we have now accomplished the first step in the last few years. That is to recognize the problem exists. Mm -hmm. And especially with single short lifetime 
and last short life cycle applications of plastics. I think this is an important recognition, and I'm sure that with this recognition sinking deep into our psyche, we will collectively find solutions to this problem in the near future. Absolutely. So, uh, if I understand, it is do not produce what can't be recycled. Theoretically, at least this sounds like the easiest answer. When uh, Prime Minister Modi said we will ban six single-use plastics like straw or ketchup sachets, they are still available at most of the places. So what do we do? Like you said, there can't be binary answers, but what can we do? Banning an is by issuing an order or a fiat is easy, but it cannot solve a problem. Mm-hmm. If we do not give civic governments an alternative solution, they will take the simple but ineffective step of you know imposing a ban. Ban only brings out the worst behavior in society. We must first figure out what is it that we want to phase out and why. Create a plan for phase out and develop more sustainable substitutes for the products that we want to phase out. If all the players in this supply chain put their heart and minds together, I think this is possible. Obviously, in any such transformation, there will be some who will be hurt and some who will benefit. But I think most of these this kind of solutions are already beginning to appear. There are large companies today, for example, Unilever, Nestle, Procter & Gamble, distributors like Amazon, Walmart have already announced that they will eliminate single-use plastics in the packaging by 2025 to 2030. And I think this has in turn triggered a massive search for alternatives and solutions. I think that's the way to go, to kind of set a timeline which is voluntary and phase them out in the due course of time. It's not possible to phase anything out by banning a product. So always find what is, what is the long-term solution and what can be uh, actually followed by a lot of people. That's right. Uh, a lot of new solutions are emerging in packaging, especially in packaging, which is, happens to be the biggest problem area today. And I think uh, you will see solutions slowly in the next few years, by which I think the consumers will become a partner in this uh, solutions. So single-use plastic, regardless of utility or impact on the environment, must include a certain quantity of recycled material, which is called the recyclates, right? Many European countries have in place such regulations. What does this mean and how much of it is in practice in India? You're right. Many advanced countries are bringing now regulations to ensure that all packaging materials have a mandated content of recycled materials. I think this is a very important step because this will in turn create a market for high quality recycling. That's one of the problems today. You know, there is no market for recycled materials today. So I think uh, this kind of a regulatory pressure will create a market for high quality recycling. India does not have any such regulation at present, but I just a question a few years before India too will impose such a regulation on most of the packaging material. So I believe, in fact, I keep telling the industry that let's wake up to the reality and start planning for this day so that we don't get caught by surprise. Uh, So maybe taking the best practices from the rest of the world, try and integrate it into our systems. That's right. So I think uh, this, this whole concept of having a minimum content of recyclates in every packaging material that we consume will become a reality. Of course, the quantum will depend from country to country. In, in Europe, they have made it almost 50%, and I don't expect it in India, it will be 50%. But I think we may start with something lower and then move gradually to some number like 50%. This is the very viable way of reducing consumption 
of material as well as reusing and creating the right what i call the circularity the revised what is called the reverse supply chain so that the material that after we consume gets back into the recycling industry to make what i call high quality recycle recycles and then there is lesser stress on resources so earth is a blue planet and it is the water that sustains us but unfortunately marine litter is horrific and is mostly plastic so should we have an approach of keep all the plastics banned once versus ban all the plastic except those used for essential goods banning is not going to work i think we need to consciously reduce the leakage of waste plastics in the waterways that's what we have to do we have probably haven't paid much attention to this because most people were unaware that this was a problem because this was a small problem which has now become magnified into a large problem in the last few years we know this and now there is already a search especially by a large large number of fmcg companies to look for what is called a marine degradable plastic in fact some very significant developments have occurred in this area and i think this is going to be a uh, something that will give us some solution the amount of plastic litter that goes into the water waste we need a little better you know management of the urban waste and i think with that we can reduce this substantially so we do not have another floating garbage patch in our oceans now that this problem has been highlighted recognized and understood i think many people are now turning their attention to looking at how to solve this problem in the years to come and i think this will happen identifying the problem itself is half the solution and once the problem is identified working on the solution is just a matter of time absolutely and some and solutions will be found in your opinion and i think these are these are eminently solvable problems let's talk about the big player the industries industries have to shift to more sustainable packaging material the recyclates which you were talking about earlier optimize packaging to reduce the use of single use plastic and participate proactively in the extended producer responsibility system that has already been notified i remember reading about that um, toothpaste cardboard ban in iceland you know all the people they said we do not need a packaging for the toothpaste let us just use the tubes so should there be more pressure from the citizens or how much of it is willingly done by the industry i think this is again going to be driven by industry and this is uh, this industry itself is a chain like you said a person who is manufacturing a product which is going to be sold to the consumer and then the manufacturer of the product that he will then buy the packaging materials from somebody else and then packaging materials people who will buy the raw material from a third party so it is a kind of a chain of uh, manufacturers who ultimately the product when the product reaches the consumer the consumers of course will put in greater demand on the products we are consuming that's one part of it but i think most industry concerns are proactively now looking at how to minimize packaging how to make packaging more sustainable and how to ensure that uh, they have uh, a kind of a sustainability target in their manufacturing uh, enterprises and i think many companies are now making sustainability reporting a part of their company's annual report in order to tell the stakeholders that they are focused on this problem uh, their own long term survival of large companies depend upon how the society views their environmental responsibilities 
I think it's a compulsion of our times. And I think most of the large companies are focused on this today, global companies who are operating across the globe. And I think uh, this issue will be in the attention of the top management of these companies. In fact, many of them have announced targets on their own in a voluntary fashion. It will be great. If it is citizen-led, then it is going to be one individual each trying to contribute together. But if an industry takes the initiative, then it's going to be a big impact seen that's in a much right. shorter duration that's what that's what i see that happening today in the world let's discuss circular economy right now say the waste management and recycling industry is majorly informal sector and it's more of a pyramid structure so how do we devise an ideal model from where we are today you are right uh, you are talking about uh, in the indian context uh, our uh, waste management as well as recycling industry is predominantly in the unorganized sector. Uh, it is either through NGOs to some extent or even through private initiatives uh, and uh, much of it is happening in backyard industries. Now this is not something that is very sustainable in the long term. I have a feeling that this will change. Uh, the contours of a robust model of a circular economy especially for plastic industry is already in place. We, we roughly know how they should be organized and i think uh, you know when we talk about this epr that we talked about a little while ago the epr is nothing but creating a structure where a lot of people who will get organized to accomplish this task of i what i call a reverse supply chain and uh, this is these uh, operational models are right now evolving uh, we are in early days uh, i feel that uh, Eventually, this will fall in place with a greater formalization of the waste management and the recycling industry. Uh, this is necessary. In fact, I also expect some large investments recycling coming into this area. You know, right now it's all tiny enterprises, but I do feel that very soon people will see that recycling is a profitable venture. And therefore, I expect to see some major new investments in, in the recycling industry in the days and months to come. Uh, who would have thought when 2020 or in the 21st century, uh, waste management and waste itself is going to be a profitable business model? Absolutely. In fact, uh, today we believe that uh, uh, the, you know, the entire area of waste management, it's, nothing, it's not only restricted to plastics, but it's restricted to everything, right from food waste, to plastics waste, to paper waste, to cardboard waste. I think everything is now being looked at as a resource. And, uh, and I think that um, the business models are now uh, in place. Uh, and I think investment, you know, including uh, people who finance such enterprises are willing to look at it as a, as a worthy business model where you can actually not only mitigate the concerns of the society, the problems of society, but you also can make money in the process. So I think that's where they are heading, and I think that's a good sign. Because ultimately, all enterprises which have to succeed will have to succeed in a business model where there is a healthy revenue that is generated. Absolutely. Uh, and since you've mentioned supply chain so many times in this conversation, I want to understand in this entire supply chain of consumers, using it to companies manufacturing it to government making policies who is doing the best effort and where does more work need to go as of today 
nobody is doing the what I call the right effort. I think it is still a little bit disorganized and disconnected. Mm-hmm. Uh, people see the need for it, but we haven't put in the systems to accomplish this. Uh, I think uh, we have an understanding of the problem. Uh, we know what to do, uh, but I think we have a long way to go. And uh, everybody has to put in more efforts, their best efforts. This is our problem, and I think we have to solve it. So I don't think that there is a answer to this by saying somebody is doing better than the other. Then let's just hope someone takes more action sooner than later because we do not want another crisis situation. Absolutely. Sir, one last question before we leave. Single-use plastic turns out to be an unlikely hero in the corona battle. Your closing thoughts on the same. Ironic that a pandemic shows how valuable our harmony of material is and has created so many wonderful materials. Plastics is one of them. We have a crisis of this type. How valuable. And uh, all the PPEs that save countless frontline medical workers today are products made of plastic. That tells us that we should not treat any material as our enemy. Every material is a friend, whether they are nature-made or man And they have their use in this world. How responsibly we use them is what matters. And I think uh, the entire philosophy of sustainability is to respect the materials that we have with us and use them Absolutely, sir. Thank you so much for your time and sharing all your valuable lessons with us. It was absolutely wonderful having you on this podcast. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I hope that uh, people get some ideas, you know, from this uh, conversation that they can take forward. I'm sure they would. And for all the listeners, it would be great if you could subscribe to and share the podcast and find us on Facebook, Insta, Twitter as Recycle Tech, R-E-C-Y-K-A-L-T-E-C-H. I'll see you next Saturday with another guest speaker talking about environment, sustainability and climate change. Till then, it's your host Pratyusha Parkala signing off.